Instead of names and dates, let's focus on the narrative. I'm Adam Blesky. Each month I sit down with a friend to have a real conversation about a part of history that's new to them. The goal is to make connections, to foster curiosity, and to appreciate how incredible the story of humanity truly is. I'm not an expert. This isn't a lecture. This is HI 101. here on hi 101 with kevin miller hey how's it going not too bad how are you man pretty good pretty good that's good and uh today we're going to talk about a couple of events from uh the history of the kingdom of hyrule which is very exciting been looking forward to this one for a while yeah i want to i want to talk about actually two two distinct stories because uh what, what i'd really like to focus on today is is this idea of legend and myth and how even when things aren't necessarily true or 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 important they can really become that way if if people put enough stock in them and, okay, and yeah. really interesting things can if happen it's the perceived truth by the masses <laughs> or or even individuals which is which is kind of interesting that's what i oh, okay. I'd really like to talk about but to to talk about the, the the one i really want to get to uh we have to do some setup first of course so we're going to start with what's known as the hylian civil war not a lot of records survive from this portion uh, of Hylian history mm-hmm. mostly because it was a complete train wreck it was a disaster it was really really difficult to escape death and destruction at this point in time a lot of records were destroyed basically any region of of Hyrule uh, that you can think of was involved in this civil war okay um, extremely bloody um, there's a there's a good chance that this was started by uh, a tribe called the the Gerudo. Um, coming out of the west, there's this giant desert, and the Gerudo are, are really interesting. Actually, it's uh, it's an entirely matriarchal society. Okay. In fact, they'll so actually I'm not as familiar with the different uh, sort of ethnic groups in this region. Um, that's okay. We'll we'll kind of work our way through it. Okay. It's it's not quite as important as the central story, Fair. but but the Gerudo are one of the most important ones here. Okay. Um, but they're they're matriarchal to the point where they will. If, if any of them have male children, they'll actually kick them out. They'll exile them. Okay. It's, it's pretty serious, except that once every hundred years, and this is based entirely on their own customs, their traditions, their legends. Once every hundred years, one of them will have a, a male child that they'll keep and they'll become the, the king of the Gyarado. They'll okay. become their leader. It, and it's this tradition that they've had for hundreds and hundreds of years that if they do this, they will continue to be the strongest tribe in Hyrule. Huh. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Are they particularly long-lived? No, not terribly. Because I'm wondering how many generations that's possible for. (laughs) That's like every two or three generations. Uh, Okay. It's 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 really not that often, but it's often enough. I, I mean, generally the the, the Gerudo are, are thieves and raiders. They're they're living more off of um, raiding from other ra- regions in Hyrule than anything okay. else. So this is more of a home base situation, and not necessarily like a broad cultural rule. Um, I mean, it, there there are a lot of Gerudo. It's not as though it's one little tiny pirate gang or anything like that. Okay. But um, uh, I I would absolutely call it a distinct society. Okay. Um, that being said. You know, none of the groups that we're talking about at this point in time are, are you know, country-sized or anything like that, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're still relatively small groups of people. But tribal, you would say? I, I would say tribal is, is absolutely reasonable. We're going to be talking about chiefs and, and, and things like that, um, even even shamanistic in some in some instances here. Okay. But anyway, as far as we can tell, the, uh, the, the conflict was likely sparked off from Gerudo warriors, but it's hard to say. During this fighting... We do know, just because of the way that things are going to shake out afterwards, that there was a Hylian woman who uh, escaped to the relatively peaceful Kokiri Forest. And even though she ended up dying of of wounds she'd sustained during the battle, she managed to leave a son with them who would be raised as Kokiri. Um, Okay. And this this son is going to end up being Link, who's the, the... who would later be called the, the hero of time, which is going to be one of our main characters in this story. 
in the meantime, while Link is growing up, has no idea that he's actually Hylian. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of like a Moses origin story. <laughs> in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, that's not, a, that's not an unusual motif in, in history either, this idea of sort of a, uh, an outsider being claimed very early on and growing up inside a society. Yeah, while not necessarily knowing that they're a part of it, or apart certainly. from it, rather. Yeah, definitely. And, and often turning around and becoming a savior for their original uh, culture. Mm -hmm. um, no, that's, that's absolutely true. It's very common. In, in the meantime, while he's growing up, the, uh, the Civil War finally comes to an end. The, uh, the Hylian royal family manages to win the war, unite the kingdom, basically gets all these disparate tribes uh, under, if, if not under their control, at least manages to uh, repair alliances with them. Okay. Um, and Hyrule enters a relatively peaceful period. Okay, so how long was this civil war roughly? Uh, we're not entirely sure. Years. It was. Uh, it was quite enough. Long. Records were destroyed that who knows when it started. Yeah, it's. And I mean, we're we're talking about events that happened quite some time ago. So gotcha. uh, we're we're very very fuzzy on the on the details of the civil war. We know that it happened, and we know that it was disastrous. But that's about it. Anyways, in this rebuilding time, though, uh, a young man growing up in the Gerudo Valley. Uh, was given the the title the king of the Gerudo. Is that the young man, <laughs> the 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 only one, and he was likely uh, too young at the time of the civil war to have played a ma a major part. Okay, um, but but he certainly came into prominence during this time, and um, it's interesting because uh, the first thing that he did was create the most friendly atmosphere between the Hylian royal family and the Gerudo that had been seen in. Uh, likely centuries okay. uh, there had always been something of an animosity between the two groups um, would would you say that um he, while he wasn't a major player in the war itself he might have helped settle disputes towards ending it there's quite uh th there's quite a good chance that that's the case again uh records are fuzzy but i see i see no reason to suspect that he at this point in time had done anything but present himself as a friend of the uh the hylian royal family gotcha. So this man's name was Ganondorf, and this 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 period of, of uh, relative peace, at least on the surface, uh, while he's paying lip service to the the Hylian royal family, he's actually got ulterior motives. Surprise, surprise! Specifically, that there is a an ancient artifact that he wants to get his hands on, uh, known as the Triforce. Now the legends say that the the Triforce was created by the three goddesses who created Hyrule, and that anyone who manages to obtain the Triforce from the Sacred Realm uh, can have one wish. Okay. That's probably garbage. Like, I mean, like, this whole idea <laughs> of, of um, you know, sacred artifacts and, and um, uh, sacred weapons or, or items that will give you uh, everlasting life, right. um, you know, Philosopher's Stones, uh, Spear of Destiny, all of that stuff, that comes up constantly, especially in older myths. Yeah, is, is, I imagine that in a, especially in a situation like this where um, this is at the end of a long civil war that involved a lot of historical records being destroyed, there might be um, some sort of more permanent records that you would find in like uh, ruins of ancient cultures or something like that but ultimately it's a lot of oral tradition and not a whole lot of fact necessarily certainly or you have to kind or like an abstraction of fact mm -hmm. so it, there might be something that resembles what this legend is supposed to be but right <laughs> who knows what it actually is yeah things get obscured things get uh, told different ways it's 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 quite common but i mean it's also not uncommon for people who become great leaders to become kind of obsessed with these unique items and as as a way to kind of differentiate themselves from other men i, I mean you know as as easy as it is to uh, go to the the nazi well every time you're looking for something this like this uh, you do have, um, you know, Hitler sending people to uh, the Indus Valley to look for, uh, you know, archaeological evidence of um, the, 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 the origins of the Aryan race, or you right. have him looking for the Spear of Destiny or, you know, all, the, all these kind of mythical artifacts that no one even really knows if they exist or not. But if they do, he'd certainly like to own them. And especially if they actually do what they say they do well yeah if they say if they do what they say they do if this triforce can grant a wish then that's awesome if not then even you and the people perceive yourself as the owner of the triforce and that has its own power yeah the symbolic power of all of that exactly um so he 
and, and and while Ganondorf is trying to figure out where exactly uh, he can get his hands on this Triforce, how he can get to it, he's also spending this time kind of uh, subverting some of the uh, the other tribes in the region, trying to uh, weaken the bonds between the Hylian royal family and and these others. I mean, the the Gerudo had always seen themselves as kind of marginalized, um, and for good reason. I mean, they're they're thieves and outlaws. They're they're basically uh, a nomadic group that uh, that relies on crime for uh, a living, and you know, similar to, uh, for example, the Romani, uh, you have a culture that, that sees certain aspects of their, of their daily life as being, uh, perfectly fine that the larger, um, culture around them sees as, as, uh, unacceptable. Okay, All yeah. of a sudden you have a major cultural clash there and, and, um, where one group, the, the dominant group sees themselves as simply um, imposing law and order. The smaller group may see themselves as, um, as oppressed. And over time that, uh, perceived oppression can absolutely turn into real oppression. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that the Gerudo weren't hard done by right. uh, in, in that kingdom. So the ability to cement his power in that manner is is going to be very, very attractive to Ganondorf at this point in time. So he's going to these other other tribes and he's um, in in some cases poisoning the leaders in some cases. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there, there's very, absolutely very direct. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, it's not it's not him directly it's his yeah, operatives yeah, of course, right but, but he's he's trying to get it's not to, so much planting seeds as killing trees <laughs> yeah literally literally going after these leaders and um what he's looking for is is um sacred relics which are held as items of power by these different tribes that supposedly okay. if you unite them will open the sacred realm in reality they act as as kind of a key to a, a temple that's within the, the castle town but, so yeah the, the the idea being that um there are these relics held by they're they're scattered across the land because they're ancient and there might have been one sort of all society well i think more what it's uh, what it's pointing to is this idea that ultimate power within hyrule isn't entirely uh divinely appointed but so uh, but more so um kind of by the will of the of the various uh, tribes it's not that the, right. the hylian royal family is royal by virtue of of uh their descendants but because the people uh, or by because the various tribes um allow them to rule decided to um, yeah they're 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 consenting to that power structure right but the idea that there are these relics of power that can open a sacred realm or as a legend goes um but because there was no central seat of power before royal family they're just kind of spread it around the landscape so a, a bunch of different cultures can each have control of one at any given time um, so, somewhat yes, somewhat no. I mean, the, the royal family was a very old institution. I think it's more kind of like uh, having, you know, having the two people turning the keys on the nuclear football, right? Gotcha. Like it's the okay. idea that no one person... No, no one has everything. So you, in order to get them all, you have to go through a bunch of different... Yeah, exactly. You, you need you need the consent of, of multiple uh, groups in order to kind of, uh, well, push that big red button, as it were. <laughs> Link, who has no idea that he's highly in before this point in time, realizes that that the leader of the Kokiri has been, uh, well, is being is dying, is being poisoned, and um, is uh, is is granted the uh, the sacred stone by the leader and told basically go find the king, tell him what's going on. Okay, we need to stop this guy. Problem is, Link gets to the castle and he's a child at this point. I mean, he's ten. Okay. No one's going to see him. So it's like, well, <laughs> we're on a time limit. A <laughs> little bit. And also, I'm a child. He does, however, uh, manage to sneak into the castle grounds and by a complete uh, serendipitous twist of fate, manages to meet uh, the daughter of the king, okay, uh, the princess Zelda. And she also has a bad feeling about Ganondorf. Right, and she's young too, right? She's about the same age, okay. uh, maybe a little bit older. So they're inclined to trust each other implicitly. <laughs> sure, but she's also been watching Ganondorf talk up her father ah. for however long it's been. She's grown up with this man around that she just does not trust and doesn't so understand they, why they her father trusts. they meet serendipitously and they have immediate... They they both have reason to distrust this dude immediately. <laughs> yes, and I, I think there's a, a level of desperation on her part that she would kind of tell some stranger, "Hey, this is this is not going." <laughs> you <terribly> boy. <laughs> she tells she tells Link that because her father doesn't believe them, probably the best thing that they can do is gather the key themselves, and hopefully he'll tip his hand at that point, prove that he's 
got um, ulterior motives, and um, they'll be able to do that without him actually getting his hands on the Triforce. Okay. Um, which is kind of an ill-conceived plan, if you really think about it. If you're going to keep the guy away from the power, maybe don't gather all the keys together, but they're 10, so this seems like a great idea, and off they go. Um, Link manages to convince the leaders of other tribes to give him the stones, and he uh, heads back for the castle to meet with Zelda. Ganondorf is a full-grown man, and he's not an idiot. He's <laughs> maybe not that uh, well-intentioned, obviously, but he's Capable not dumb. Capable of smarting these two ten-year-olds. <laughs> he is, and he realizes what's going on and decides to make a play for the castle. Uh, he, oh wow! He gets his uh, he gets his forces into the castle, attacks the palace guards, and uh, personally kills the king. Now. He plans on killing Zelda, too, because he wants to end the royal line. This is a full-blown coup. Right. Luckily, uh, Zelda has uh, this guardian named Impa. She's a, um, she's a member of the tribe called uh, the Shikah, who have been guarding the royal family for generations. Okay. It's sort of a sacred duty of theirs that they've always been the ones to guard the royal duty, kind of Swiss guard style. Okay. You know, hundreds of years of guarding the Pope, etc., um, except, this is all hereditary. It's all familial. Like it's, no, no, it's no. tribe. It's it's within the tribe, but it's not necessarily familial. It's it's that the best warriors from within this tribe are the ones assigned to the royal family. Okay, to okay. Impa manages to get Zelda out of the castle, and and she's she's take, she's whisked away to uh, to hiding. Link, seeing what's or realizing what's going down, uh, heads straight for uh, the Temple of Time, which is where Zelda has told him the 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 sacred stones need to be put in order to open the gates to the sacred realm okay now he gets there Mm -hmm. it opens this giant door it's all very dramatic and there's nothing inside there's well there's one thing inside there's a there's a sword and that's all okay some sacred realm (laughs) that being said uh now the doors to the sacred realm are open and link being a child with a sword that he can't really use can't really do a whole lot about this and what ends up happening is that rather than uh having a a way to confront uh ganondorf uh he's just given ganondorf the ability to claim that uh that he has opened the sacred sacred realm (laughs) has taken the triforce for himself and is now the rightful ruler of hyrule whoops yeah it's not great it's really not great there's about a seven year gap here oh uh, we're not exactly sure what happens to Link in this time. In the meantime, uh, Ganondorf consolidates power. He attacks the uh, the other tribes in Hyrule, uh, establishes dominance over each of them uh, one by one, and basically is now ruler of all of Hyrule. As far as he knows, um, there's really nothing left to challenge his power except for one thing. Right. He doesn't know where Zelda is. He doesn't know where Zelda is. Yeah. Which means that there's still a legitimate member of the Hylian royal family out there who could challenge him for domination. Okay. So uh, at this point, he hasn't uh, entered the sacred realm or found a Triforce yet? He's claiming that he has the Triforce of power. Got it. Which um, is all he really needs to do. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Triforce that is, is linked with um, uh, domination, and that's really all he cares about. The, the, the two other Triforces are uh, courage and uh, wisdom, okay. neither of which he values all that highly. Sure. And um, I mean, you know, no one's going to argue that he's found the Triforce of Power then, because certainly he seems to have dominated the entire realm. Absolutely. And I mean, at that point, really, what's the difference, yeah. right? Whether or not his domination is through the power of the Triforce of Power, yeah. uh, or whether it's entirely a ruse, it doesn't actually it matter. It doesn't matter what the means are if the ends are the same. <laughs> right. That being said, he's preferring to style himself as a leader who uh, is backed by the power of the Triforce. Um, Sacred right to rule? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it means something, yeah. right? This is this is, this is is uh, uh, Charlemagne uh, forcing the Pope to be the one to uh, crown him Holy Roman Emperor, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's putting some extra symbolic power behind behind uh, an act which isn't maybe necessary but is certainly important from a soft power point of view from a from a cultural point of view sure um it's divine providence yeah absolutely again seven years later link finally reemerges. no one's really up sure what he was up to that entire time i would guess training he kind of sucked when he was a kid well I, I imagine he took his lumps at that point right absolutely like he found a sword it was probably a pretty good one and he knew that his plan had failed the plan that he hatched as a child with zelda mm-hmm. and had to regroup didn't know where she was i'm guessing and knew that something had to be done correct when he gets back 
Link begins a campaign of guerrilla warfare. He realizes that challenging Ganondorf directly probably isn't a bad, uh, probably isn't a very good idea, which, fair, (laughs) correct, good work. (laughs) Yep. One of the ways that Ganondorf really uh, hammered home uh, the idea of his uh, his power over these other tribes was through dominating uh, the local sages. Each of these groups has a holy person a spiritual leader yeah yeah uh and and he's made sure to um lock them away to make sure that they're not available and and the the uh the implied warning here is uh don't step out of line or i'll make sure that something bad happens to your spiritual leaders right and it's a death of a culture at that point i'm guessing well exactly it's it's um it's uh you know violating that that taboo is is basically unthinkable and and is really what's helping to uh, cement ganondorf's power at this point okay so uh link along with a um a member of the shikah named named sheik begins one by one uh freeing these sages and kind of spiriting them away to safety uh, making sure that they're unable to be touched by Ganondorf's forces, which in turn allows, you know, starting with the Kokiri, moving on to the Goron, and then to the Zora, okay. making sure that each of these tribes is able, kind of from a psychological standpoint, to stand up to Ganondorf to begin resisting Ganondorf. Okay, so um, sort of backing this, uh, backing Link as the a hero to sort of vanquish Ganon. Certainly, and and I mean, in in. The way it ends up coming down to us is basically as though Link did all of this work himself, which is, again, frankly, nonsense. This idea of, of one person turning the tide of all of this is is always a little bit simplistic. I mean, you, you see the same sure. thing when you're looking at stories of, uh, I mean, even as recent as, as Napoleon, like I kind of, it kind of uh, diminishes the achievements of, of you know, the, the brilliance of some of his field marshals and, and advisors and, and all of the, the great people that they surround themselves with. You know, in time, these legends kind of get to a point where uh, there, there's one person changing the course of history. And right. So it's... so more of a, a, a legend who is, he's got a few heroic feats to his name. He's helped out these people in a few significant ways enough that they're willing to, like, he's kind of building himself up. He's sort of making his own legend at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and people kind of rallying behind that image as a... As a, a a symbol of a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and and I mean that's not to say that that Link wasn't a competent leader. He obviously was. He was able to orchestrate a, a massive uprising. No, which is, but he didn't do it by himself. Yeah, absolutely not. And this entire time, he's wielding this this sword that was found uh, within the Temple of Time, known as the Master Sword. And the the legend that grows around this is that maybe the Triforce was in there, maybe it wasn't, but we do know that there was a Master Sword within. Okay. There's a pedestal inside the Temple of Time where the sword had sat. Uh, Link is carrying uh, a sword, the likes of which no one has ever seen before. And the the legend grows that this sword is the only thing that is able to uh, strike down true evil, that the you know that, um, that it's imbued with some sort of divine power, okay. that it's the only thing that could stand up to a Triforce wielder. Again, you know, we're, we're talking about these these kind of physical objects as symbols and manifestations of power likely it was it was nothing more than a you know fairly well crafted uh, sword a pretty but good sword <laughs> what matters is is the symbol that people are able to rally around and put their faith in uh in order to um you know commit to uh, an uprising of this uh, right. magnitude and it's going to be a powerful one too because on one hand you have ganon claiming he's got the triforce of power and whether he does or not i mean mm-hmm. the effects are clear but who knows if he actually has it on the other hand you've got link who whether or not this is actually a relic he's got it and it's helping him do great things correct and so the results are very more clear yeah and and recent and visible and you can see them mm-hmm. like he's got a sword in his hand it's a good one and he's it's helping him do all these great things yeah meanwhile so the legend is kind of born from the sword whether it's not something people knew existed or had legends of before now yeah, there is one exactly um now the other legend that begins spreading is that link also has a piece of the triforce okay. uh, that he, he's not claiming this he's not claiming it himself no okay um but that he's he's carrying uh the the triforce of courage okay uh, which kind of lines up with his personality that's sort of the idea here right fair yeah um, i mean if, if i don't know how much he's telling his own story but he's been the one who's kind of been fighting ganon since he was a kid right <laughs> right and and the thing about uh ganondorf's uh claim of holding the the triforce is well if he got the triforce what was his wish what did he do with his wish really oh because 
That's interesting. I mean, he he rules Hyrule, sure, but is that enough? Like, is that really is that is that something that you would uh, waste the power of the Triforce on? And if it is, well, Ganondorf's kind of not terribly bright. <laughs> and if it isn't, well, did he gain uh, uh, control over the Triforce at all? Oh, okay. Now the saying, the the legend is that you need all three pieces of the Triforce in order to claim your wish. Okay. But still, I mean, why would Ganondorf enter the Sacred Realm and take only one piece of the Triforce and not all three? Yeah, if the legend is that you need all three, and even if he doesn't have high regard for the other two, Mm -hmm. I mean, he would still need all three. (laughs) Exactly. So there's also a story that begins circulating that what happened when Ganondorf entered the Sacred Realm was that the the Triforce uh, split of its own volition that okay. there's sort of a an intent behind it that it only allowed the 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 power piece to go to ganondorf and that if he holds that piece and if link holds the piece uh representing courage that means that the piece uh representing wisdom is still out there and that the most likely person to be holding it is none other than zelda the last remnant of the hillian royal family who hasn't been seen or heard from in years right and and frankly could be a complete myth at this point we have no idea if she was murdered in a ditch by some nameless thug right and and we we just don't know i mean i i i'm i'm not even sure whether there would have been any uh uh false claims of people claiming to be zelda i kind of doubt it because that would be a very uh dangerous way to to, paint a target on your back (laughs) yeah it'd be a dangerous thing to claim but i mean it, it it's not something that would be completely outrageous to claim at this point. It would be kind of hard to prove that you were her. One of the last groups that uh, that Link approaches, to everybody's surprise, uh, is the Gerudo themselves. Okay. Um, he goes to Ganondorf's own tribe and basically uh, convinces them to join in the rebellion against Ganondorf. That's a rough conversation. It sure is, and it wasn't easy. But at that point, what he's got is the support and protection of all six of the spiritual sages okay which puts him in a very strong position because supposedly the six sages together hold the keys to the sacred realm whether or not you have the uh the gate through the 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 temple of time okay uh just to rewind a second Mm -hmm. how how do you convince the gerudo to go against ganon they felt that Ganondorf's uh, rulership over all of Hyrule via sort of a traditional kind of uh, monarchic style government was a betrayal of everything that it meant to be Gerudo. Okay, so they're they're claiming that traditionally he's supposed to be king of the Gerudo. He's not supposed to be king of Hyrule. Right. And And, and that he has left them yes well i mean i mean being king of gyrado isn't like being a a traditional monarch that's more like being a mafia don than it is like being an actual true king there's no throne to sit on necessarily uh the gyrado would expect their king to be on on raiding parties uh riding at the front rather than present uh, and active as their warrior king (laughs) i I mean he has to prove his worth right and that's that's part of being king of gyrado is is uh, active participation in all of the things that make the Gyarado or that the Gyarado consider uh, being culturally important to them. Okay. Getting a very Klingon vibe from the Gyarado. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it actually wouldn't be that far off. Where it's like you're only worthy to captain a ship if uh, <laughs> you can beat everyone who would take that role from you. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of a, a... Meritocracy. Yeah, it's kind of a similar vibe. But it's, it's, this odd, it's this odd hybrid, right? Where it's still this whole once every hundred years somebody's coming up and it's intense pressure pressure on the person who uh, becomes king of Gerudo because right. they're, they're they're thrust into that role completely by uh, you know cosmic accident. Yeah, here's it's, hoping it works out. Fingers crossed. And they're expected to be the best of them yeah. um, just through. And I, I mean, obviously, they're given the best training and support that sure. uh, the Gerudo can offer. And, but and there's under also different circumstances. Perhaps Ganondorf would have been great. <laughs> absolutely, it's it's quite possible. But I mean, his his greed is is sort of leading to his downfall at this point in a very direct way that his tribe is willing to turn against him for. Or, well, because he turned against them first. Yeah. I mean, Ganondorf really bought into this whole, the whole six sages thing. He really, really did. I mean, that's part of the reason why he went after the sages in the first place. Yes, it kept these tribes within, uh, within his control. But 
he also didn't want anyone who could who could challenge him and he was really worried about these other two pieces of the triforce okay. uh, somebody rising up and claiming to own these these pieces and and uh being able to actually uh contest him on sort of the same level that that he was claiming power but once the sages were together uh, a really interesting ha- thing happened which is that sheik revealed that he had been uh, zelda all along surprise surprise um and Whoa. the two of them actually declared that uh between the two of them they had the the other two pieces of the triforce mm-hmm. as uh, a way of contesting ganondorf's power so zelda did have the triforce of wisdom that's the claim that she made yeah okay um now my best guess at this is that they were hoping to avoid another civil war they had just been through one less than a generation previously they knew what it was like when all of these tribes went to war Mm -hmm. this was something that they were looking to avoid and if it could be done by taking down ganondorf personally uh so much the better besides ganondorf was obsessed with the idea not only of killing zelda and ending the highland royal family's line but also uh, the idea of, of owning this sort of cultural power over everyone, the spiritual power over everyone. Sure, yeah, because at that point, if he kills Zelda and kills Link and gets those last two remaining pieces of the Triforce, then not only have you killed the only one who can be a challenge to your throne, mm-hmm. you've you've got all three pieces of the Triforce. Yeah, and I mean, potentially a, a, a cosmic wish, I suppose, if it was actually true. Yeah. In any case, uh, Zelda, uh, uh, Ganondorf accepted their, their challenge, and... Um, Link was able to fight Ganondorf in a one-on-one battle. Uh, well, two-on-one battle. I mean, Zelda did help quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were able to uh, defeat Ganondorf. Now, the legends say at this point that the Six Sages then sealed Ganondorf away in the Sacred Realm okay. using their mystic powers. I think I think Link might have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very Spider-Man ending, which is like, oh, you want electricity? Here's all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just, I, I mean, it's 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 very Disney, right? Like, oh, it's too kind much of, power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's very Disney in that it's it's a really convenient way to get around the fact that you know if if, if Link didn't end him right there, he was probably hanged or uh, likewise executed for um, like triple treason. Like, I don't know what goes beyond treason. Uh, regicide. All sorts of really, really bad crimes. I don't think you walk away with that one. No, not when your opponent is uh, armed with a legendary sword. (laughs) And that's the end of this legend. And that's that's the way all of this stuff shakes out. And you know, you can kind of see where a lot of the um, a a lot of the beats come from in terms of uh, how this story kind of spins out of control a little bit in the future but you know that's that's a it's a nice clean ending it's a really great place to start so i do have a quick question to clarify if we can circle back yeah um so during this seven year period um was zelda being raised in like the warrior style of the sheikah yes yeah impa had had secreted her away to uh to be raised among the sheik uh in in the sheiks uh, in the sheikah style and so she she actually became quite proficient at, at combat in this in this time, which is why she was able to help out uh, both okay. militarily as well as politically. Gotcha, and kind of was able to hide her identity with the worst fake name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I know. Um, I that that's how you know I'm not making this up. I mean, <laughs> fair. Yeah, I'd pick something better than that. Let's face it. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh yeah, don't worry. I'm actually an American. My name is Americo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's probably a great place to take a break because uh, what I actually want to talk about, um, even though it required all that setup, happens centuries later. We just need to know all of this first before we get into it. So let's stop there and we'll be right back. Here on HI101 with Kevin Miller. Hey. And we just talked about the legend of the hero of time. Yeah. Uh, mainly uh, named, I suppose, for the fact that his sword came from the Temple of Time, that the Triforces supposedly came from the Temple of Time. There was this legend that comes up later that he traveled through time, but I don't see how it even matters to the story in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Anyways. Oh, like his disappearance for seven years was... Yeah, but apparently he went back to... when. Anyways, it's it's not important to this story at all. Interesting. Um, over a century after uh, the Hero of Time seals ganondorf away wink (laughs) never to return again somehow wink asterisk 
someone claiming to be Ganondorf returns in force. Oh, good. <laughs> he says he is Ganondorf. He's come back again. Yeah, you sealed me away. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, pretty much. Broke through the seal, I guess. Like, come on, it's not... That's why you should have said you killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have a feeling that if you had said that uh, Ganondorf had been killed, he would have just said, hey, I was resurrected. That's Fair. how these stories yeah, you know go sometimes. <laughs> and a really interesting thing happens at this point, which is that the people, rather than... You know, raising an army to oppose Ganondorf's forces or looking to military power, things like that. Uh, because the Hero of Time had been seen as such a singular force in the fight against Ganondorf, mm -hmm. they basically hoped that another one would come along. Oh. They pretty much put their head in the sand, said... The hero will come and he'll save us. If so, there's another Ganondorf, there'll be another Link. There'll be another on. Zelda. <laughs> hold on. It'll be fine. So another dude shows up, says, no. Hey, no I'm Ganondorf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking over. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> well, dang. Well, Hopefully no, another Link shows up too. <laughs> that would be neat. <laughs> I, I mean, they weren't happy about it, but they figured if there's another Ganondorf, why not another Link? Wow. That's pretty bad logic. I get it. That's it's pretty passive. <laughs> listen, I'm not trying I'm not trying to defend what happened here. I think it's I think it's universally regarded as a bad idea. Mm-hmm. No, wow. no link showed up. That's not how life works. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> it's just not how things work. Um no, no one rises up, and things get a little murky at this point because Okay, well I'll I'll, I'll tell you the story as as it's been passed down. Okay. And then we'll talk about why it's just... So I'm going to ask you to fill in gaps and you're not going to be able to. <laughs> well, no, and I, I think understandably so. Fair. <laughs> um, at this point, supposedly, um, the people had uh, their sages pray to the gods for divine intervention. Okay. And uh, they answered. They told the Hylians to retreat to the highest mountaintops. And as soon as they did... The, the goddesses flooded all of Hyrule in a massive deluge, Noah style. I was say, very Old Testament. <laughs> yes, very old. Oh, I mean, the Great Flood shows up in so many places, right? True, I mean, that's yeah. a... That's a Cleanse a, the land, etc. It's an incredibly common myth. And, and uh, there's, there's some evidence, some very slight evidence that the, the Noah one, at least, uh, has some roots in, uh, in reality. There may have been some wide-scale flooding at one point in sort of the uh through uh israel and that's one of the reasons that those myths uh are are so common throughout okay. various i mean you know there's there's the flood in the bible but there's also the epic of gilgamesh which contains a great flood that you know it shows up in so many places that people have been looking for real uh confirmation of it happening um for, for a very long time and yeah there's all these stories based on floods that come out around the same time period and mm -hmm. why is that <laughs> and, and they found some scant evidence it's not conclusive or anything but it's interesting to look at sure yeah anyways um there is a flood in hyrule and it doesn't go down the land stays flooded okay. and supposedly ganondorf is and and his forces are are drowned in this we didn't need Link after all. Problem we, solved. <laughs> problems, pro problem solved, exactly. This is why we don't have records of what really happened. There's a good chance that Ganondorf did actually take over all of Hyrule uh, before, this actual, uh, before this flood happened. Maybe he didn't get anywhere before it was flooded. I don't know. The fact is that these are legends that are left over in the hands of people who happen to be on high enough ground when... I don't know. A dam broke. A river shifted. Uh, I don't know exactly what caused Hyrule to to flood. But the, it's fairly permanent, and now these tribes have a lot less land, a and are fairly isolated. Yes, on tiny islands. Okay. Uh, in what is now known as great as the Great Sea, really anything that resembles Hyrule is is gone at this point. Hmm. Small price to pay, I guess. I, I, I guess. No. I mean, the, the question at this point is, was there even another Ganondorf, right? Is is that just a justification that's put in place by these people after the fact for why the land was flooded? Yeah, someone claimed to be Ganondorf. Things got rough for a while. Prayers happened, and then there was a giant flood, and mm -hmm. I guess everything was okay. <laughs> right. So the exact circumstances of this supposed return are 
iffy at best yeah and possibly coincident like completely coincidental <laughs> possibly co- completely coincidental possibly uh completely fabricated as some sort of uh justification for a natural disaster that drastically impacted their lives yeah but you can see where a strong narrative comes out of it sure. as, as one of these biblical flood stories <laughs> exactly and and obviously at this point the legend of what had happened with the hero of time and ganondorf and uh the princess zelda was so strongly embedded in the culture of these people that it became inextricably linked with the uh with the great flood as well right and uh, very much here we go again sort of circumstance right but it, it does it does an interesting thing there where all of a sudden the hero doesn't show up again mm-hmm. and and that's a bit of a that's a bit of a twist on the classic concept sure yeah but in this case i mean if you're following the story they've got direct divine intervention Absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying that it makes it more plausible. It's interesting that the story involves the hero not appearing to challenge the villain. Mm-hmm. End of story. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> what it does do, though, is it creates a really interesting ritual among the people who do survive. Okay. Which is that, at least in, in certain islands that are, that are left in the Great Sea, um, which is that as part of a coming-of-age ritual for uh, every young boy that grows up, they're given an outfit resembling that of the hero of time. Okay. And the name Link actually becomes really common. Like a lot of people are named Link. So is this sort of like a Dalai Lama sort of thing? Maybe this one will be the one? Um, or is I, it just like a... I don't think it's necessarily taken in a, in a very literal fashion. I think what they're trying to do is instill the sense of, of uh, individuality and courage in oh, all, of their young me- all of their young men. So yeah, they you were named after be... a great hero, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, I mean, y- you get... You get children named alexander or or arthur or i don't know how many get named hannibal necessarily but (laughs) yeah not so much anymore (laughs) it's a it's a it's a bold choice Hmm. um but uh you know it's 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 a cultural thing where it's kind of like listen link wasn't really anybody until he did something and that means that anybody could be someone and if we just wait around for a hero to arrive it might not happen so everyone has to understand that they have the potential within them to become a hero. Yeah, it's the Ratatouille moral. <laughs> it really is. It absolutely is. <laughs> Which isn't to say that not everyone is great at cooking, if that a great cook can come from anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so at this point we run into what happens in a lot of really, really good stories, which is that a crazy coincidence occurs. There is a boy named Link. Yeah. It is his birthday. He's okay. ready to go with his hero garb. Cool. Sure, he's thrilled. (laughs) From some accounts, it was actually uh, it was kind of too hot. Like it's 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 like wool and scratchy, and it was a warm day. Kind of hated putting it on. Lives in like this tropical island or something. It's like oh great, yeah. Get to parade me around in this outfit for the day. Fantastic! Happy birthday. (laughs) On his birthday, his sister, uh, a girl named Errol, was inexplicably kidnapped from their island by raiders. Okay. Which wasn't really a thing that happened a lot. Like this wasn't like a oh great here comes another set of raiders. It was no because you're you're sort of painting these islands as very small and very isolated, right? Mm-hmm. Like and... I imagine that cer- certain amounts of people have taken to a life at the sea because that represents most of the landscape. But yeah, there's there's quite a number of people who are quite mobile at uh, you know at sea. But you know it, it's not as though there's there's no contact between these islands or anything like that but it's not something that necessarily every person is going to spend their life you know roaming the seas it's it's oh a, yeah it's you a, gotta set down somewhere <laughs> yeah it's it's a dangerous life and it's not necessarily the most practical life yeah. um link takes up with uh uh some some pirates that are that happen to be visiting this island for pretty much this exact reason okay. uh, pirates is maybe a strong word i mean if you if you look at piracy in general it's it's not it's not like they were there to you know drink rum and okay kill so people they're, they're like traitors but they they fancied themselves or uh, I, I mean i'm i'm not saying that they're above taking other vessels when when they need to fair. um but you know uh, well i i did an episode on piracy you'll you'll note that in in general if you're not sailing a you know, a British man of war, you're probably going to be okay for the most <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah. If you're just hanging out at port with them, you know, maybe, maybe don't look anybody in the eye too long, but <laughs> other than that, it's not the worst thing in the world. Sure. Um, he takes up with these traders and, and basically commissions them to, uh, help him find his sister. Okay. Um, 
and this boat is captained by a, a woman named Tetra who who reluctantly agrees is kind of she, she doesn't really want to deal with this yeah, but it's feels, not her problem <laughs> she feels somewhat responsible for not having stopped these other raiders when oh i see when this happened but she didn't realize what had been going on and it's it's a bit of a guilt reluctantly thing involved. Agrees. <laughs> yeah and it turns out that and this time for real someone has once again come back calling himself ganondorf and you know that that second one that we talked about that may not have even happened, but it's 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 interesting that you get this repeat of that name in particular because I I think what's happening here is not that anyone's breaking out of any sacred seals or any you know coming back from the dead or anything like that. I I, I think what people are doing is using that mystique of that legend uh, as a tool of intimidation and and fear and what tends to go along with these people who keep styling themselves ganondorf is a thirst for power and an interest in in capturing the triforce okay are, are all these ganondorf was gerudo mm-hmm. are all these pretenders or are people claiming to be ganondorf also gerudo like is there at least some sort of physical resemblance to I, I, what uh, ganondorf was supposed to be I mean... Or you're getting, like, weedy, like, Kokiri guys being like, I'm Ganondorf now. <laughs> um, they... I, I mean, there isn't really a Gyarados Valley anymore. There isn't really a Gyarados Oh, I guess if it's a valley, point, right? It's probably 100 it's feet underwater. It's kind of gone. <laughs> right? It's kind of gone. So... Yeah, I guess there's not really a great desert no more. Yeah, I mean, this guy does somewhat resemble images that were created of, of Ganondorf, the, the first Ganondorf, mm-hmm. but I mean how much of that is is him looking at those images and styling himself after them true yeah you know that's that's i would say much more likely i i I mean if anything this this ganondorf is is a lot bulkier than the first one like the first one was this kind of scrawny uh uh wiry guy he's grown up in the desert he's not exactly yeah uh, eating feasts (laughs) yeah um this dude is a little bit a little bit bigger from, from all accounts but the fact remains that his goal is domination and he plans to do so through finding the triforce in fact he he claims that he still retains the triforce of power from you know when he was sealed away last time yeah this Um, this ganondorf is cunning because he realizes hey that second ganondorf came along and took over like it was nothing just by saying he was ganondorf and also what are they gonna do flood me again (laughs) there'll be nothing left exactly exactly and i mean what what we're seeing here i think is is someone who is understanding of the the culture that um he's trying to dominate and and really trying to establish again this sort of uh uh, sacred legitimacy for his for his rule mm-hmm. um you know the idea that it's the same guy coming back over and over is kind of laughable uh, just as you know this this link is not the same link that we had before because how could he be that's not how these things work right but as a result of circumstance he's now off on an adventure <laughs> mm-hmm. well and i mean all he really wants is to rescue his sister he's not looking to save the world yeah sure um he discovers as he's traveling through that Ganondorf's current step for his, you know, master plan of dominating the world is to basically have his minions capture any girl with pointed ears. Um, it was a physical trait of the Hylian, well, the Hylian people in, in general, but especially the Hylian royal family, okay. that they had pointed ears. And the the, the story was that um, pointed ears allowed them to hear the, the, the words of the goddesses. Okay. Um, sounds like a convenient explanation (laughs) for a genetic defect to me that's why we're the royals (laughs) Uh, but in general that's not actually the worst strategy for trying to find any uh if there are any remnants of the royal family definitely yeah and what he's looking for is is any signs of anyone who might have anything passed down from that time in in hylian history okay um in the, in the hopes that it might lead him to the triforce so he's he's styling himself as ganondorf mm-hmm. he's using that legend to propel himself to power and mm-hmm. is also now using his minions to snuff out anyone who would use the legend of link or zelda but interestingly at the same time he's buying into that legend whole hog because well he kind of has to <laughs> best case scenario is 
he finds somebody who is a descendant of the royal family yeah. who actually has the Triforce of Wisdom. Sure. Um, and if that's how it is, all of a sudden he's got two out of three and he's good to go, right? Well, he's, yeah, whether it's, whether it's sacred or not, whether it's a real thing or not, there's a lot of power that comes from, hey, you know, <laughs> we can also end the royal line and, you know, the kid who's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Now... Not that he thinks that's going to happen, but I mean that's the perception, right? Well, exactly, exactly, and and I mean none of the none of the girls that he's found, including Errol, have oh, anything okay. that would demonstrate uh, the idea that they would be uh, royal in any Which way, is, shape, or form. It's kind of ironic then, because whether he wanted to or not, Ganon, <laughs> Ganondorf, by kidnapping Errol, mm-hmm. made this new link his enemy <laughs> yes yeah and that's the fascinating thing about all this is that he is he is acting out this whole legend over again sometimes on purpose sometimes completely unintentionally but because of these sort of cultural factors that work together okay. there is a boy named link because he is named after the hero of time he is uh carrying a sword and wearing green because, because that's what the hero of time did that's what the hero of time did he happened to uh, kidnap this boy's sister and now that boy has a vendetta against him um you know c- congratulations you just replicated the hero of time yep whether you want to do or not in fact you were specifically trying to avoid it yes. by using those tropes and they got used against you he doesn't even know that there is a, a remnant of the royal family out there at all but because he is Ganondorf and because he has to replicate this whole set of circumstances, he is now searching for uh, a hidden away princess uh, Zelda in his mind that has the Triforce of Wisdom somewhere out there. And he set into motion all of these events. Yep, because if there's one thing the legend, the, the legendary Zelda does, it's that she hides away and comes mm-hmm. back to destroy you. Exactly. Link manages to, with the aid of the the pirates and some allies that he had managed to make um, from the uh, the Rito tribe, manage to uh, rescue the girls from Ganondorf's uh, fortress. However, in the process, Ganondorf notices that Tetra, this pirate captain, is wearing an amulet um, okay. with a symbol from the royal family. Oh, and. It's not something that she recognized, he recognized it, but she didn't know it? She had no idea. Oh, okay. But he decides then and there on the spot that she's actually Zelda. Oh. She doesn't... Her name's not Zelda. No. She doesn't consider herself royal. She doesn't know of any powers that she has. But he's so driven by this idea of, of, of this relationship between a Ganondorf, a Link, and a Zelda that he's convinced that this is the Princess Zelda in hiding this entire time. Hmm. And, and he's really, I mean, he's so obsessed with this, this myth, this, or, or, or this story. It's not, it's not necessarily a myth, but he's so obsessed with this story that he can't let that go. And he goes after, um, he goes after Tetra, who decides to go into hiding for the time being wisely. So, um, which again, just kind of <laughs> loops in on itself. I, exactly. Exactly. And going into hiding is exactly what Zelda does. This is infuriating. <laughs> At the same time, he looks at Link and he goes, you can't defeat me. You don't have the Master Sword. You don't have the 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 Triforce of Courage. What do you even think you're doing? And Link's like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, to, to be fair, Link is Link is 13 or so at this yeah. point. Ganondorf's a grown man. He kind of he kind of beats Link pretty badly. Yep, towers over him, I'm sure. And it has nothing to do with a Triforce or a legendary sword or no. He just wanted to rescue his sister. Yeah, he's he's not he's not Ganondorf's equal in in any way, shape, or form, and it'd be ridiculous to expect him to be. However, that that differential in power has nothing to do with Ganondorf having a, a Triforce. He's just a, a grown man. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Yep. Link does something really interesting at this point. Okay. He's quite mad at Ganondorf, and, and rightfully so. He's also full of the kind of bravado that you have when you're 13 and being told that you're part of a, a, a legendary cycle. Okay, so this is a, a circumstance where someone succeeds because no one told them they couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in some ways, in fact, he's, he's going to succeed because he, he, he was told exactly to how to succeed. Ah. He decides to go searching for... Uh, ancient symbols of of power that would convince Ganondorf that Link has a chance over him because he realizes, you know, that's that's what that's what scares Ganondorf. Oh, not, I see. Not a boy with a sword, not a boy with a sword and a shield and a whole bunch of other tools. 
It's a boy with the power of the Triforce behind him. That is, in fact, the only thing he's afraid of. It's this war of reverse propaganda. <laughs> it is, and 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 it's it's really the the weakness of anyone who comes up naming themselves Ganondorf is that uh, as soon as you buy into that legend, you also buy into the weaknesses that go with that name, and the strengths that go with being a a, a young boy who is full of courage and and maybe uh, ill advised. Um, <laughs> Uh, sense of of um invincibility moxie let's say sure that works <laughs> yeah it's very much like hey ganondorf i hear you don't like when boys named link collect holy relics <laughs> so he goes, i'm getting them what so, are you gonna do <laughs> so he goes looking he goes searching around the the great sea and manages to find a number of of ancient temples uh eventually leading him to uh the exact things that ganondorf was worried about sure he finds eight fragments that uh end up becoming golden triangle which he he claims is the triforce of courage which is his divine right as the hero reincarnated i guess yeah and, and i bet in a world where you know it's mostly sea there's a bunch of tiny islands with a bunch of different cultures and stuff on them it also kind of perpetuates the story that he's by collecting them and, and working with these other people that he's doing the same thing that the legendary Link did. Exactly. <laughs> he's gathering all these people sort of behind him. Mm -hmm. And uh, in probably his his biggest stroke of, of propaganda victory, he manages to find uh, what seems to be the Master Sword. Oh, well, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Whether it's the same sword or not doesn't really matter. He believes it is, and Ganondorf believes it is. Yeah. He manages to lure Ganondorf out, and once again, with the help of Tetra or, or Zelda, if we want to call her that, they, they fight against Ganondorf. And this time, the legend makes no bones about it. Link kills Ganondorf. Handy. And the interesting thing about it this time is that he, he was closer than, than any other previous Ganondorf had been to recombining the, the Triforce. Uh, by all accounts, the Tetra had managed to find a, a golden triangle as well, which she was claiming to be the Triforce of Wisdom. And they, they, were, they were there. They were recombined. They were ready for the touching and the wishing. Oh. And being distracted by the, these, these physical present golden triangles was what allowed Link to ultimately... Get the uh, drop on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and kill Ganondorf, and I mean that's 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 the end of it right there. Well, good on him. Now, so hold on. <laughs> yeah, this is thirteen-year-old Link now, mm -hmm. <laughs> actually killing. Ganondorf. Well, keep in mind that the seventeen-year-old Link from Legend, I I am kind of convinced also killed that game. Sure, but I mean, it, it's kind of a, a widely disparate ending, right? If you have what is basically a man, not you know sealing someone away wink wink asterisk mm -hmm. <laughs> versus you know no bones about it this time maybe there are just better records kept of this era yeah to, to some extent sure but also i mean we don't have the we don't have the the, the hundreds of years of of time that was lost oh, to see that goes into yeah who knows what of, the legend's going to be a hundred years from now right? yeah mythologizing the story of the of the hero of time okay so i i mean it doesn't it doesn't fit. You're right. The ending doesn't fit the same way, but this isn't the same story and it never was. That's no. the interesting thing about this. Like even, even you're trying to kind of cram it into the same framework as yeah. the original story. I am trying to make it into a narrative and I guess that's the problem. <laughs> it is kind of the problem. This kid straight up killed this man. Ah, I fell into the same trap, Adam. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, I, I mean, it's almost as though this Ganondorf expected to either gain the Triforce or be sealed away in some mythical realm. And, he didn't get either of those. Sure. He was he was killed, and right. that's kind of on him mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. In fact, all of this is on him. I wonder if it's just a matter of perspective, though. Now, because now I wonder what's going to happen like 150 years from now when you know another dude shows up in in uh, the Hylian Kingdom and says, "Hey, I'm Ganondorf. I'm back." Sure. <laughs> and then we suddenly have doubts about what happened to. The flood era again in Dorf. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's absolutely true. Or, um, you know, was was Ganondorf able to be resurrected, or was he killed at all? Is is absolutely a valid question. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the the biggest question though that happens at that point is, well, where is Link and where is Zelda? Because, you know, the first time they were real people and they existed and they they kind of uh, organically grew into the great people that they're remembered for. Right. The second time around, they're they're these these people who are kind of 
um trapped by this story yeah they're, they're they're swept up in this in this narrative and and kind of square peg into a round hole forced into these roles that they didn't necessarily ever want or, sure. or expect yeah and, and it's and it's there's enough differences that you've know that it's not sort of preordained or anything right like this link didn't have a quest to save the world he had a quest to save one person Mm -hmm. uh this uh you know we don't know if there's any conclusive link between tetra and uh zelda at all we have no idea if she had a drop she never claimed to be a princess as far as i'm hearing she she i mean she accepted the role but how much of that is a matter of circumstance of, of, of being forced to accept the role and how much of it is... Well, yeah, it was put on her. She had an amulet. Her ears were kind of pointy. She was a girl. <laughs> yeah, and, and there were there were multiple other girls who filled all of those requirements except not happening to uh, have a necklace with a, a royal crest on it. She was a pirate. She looted things. She yeah. had treasure. I, I don't know what... Like, I... I I don't. I don't know how owning that necklace is conclusive evidence. And well, she was a pirate. She could have got that necklace from anywhere. <laughs> well, exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's 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 uh, ridiculous to expect expect that to be conclusive evidence of any kind. And yet, the question becomes: Is it inevitable that a princess and a hero come up every time there's a villain here? Mm-hmm. Not because of some sort of cycle of the cosmos, but because. You can't have someone that devoted to the cause of finding the Triforce who doesn't also believe in that legend so strongly that they will, by their own hand, eventually cause those circumstances to arise. Yeah. If you look for something hard enough for long enough, you'll find it, even if it's not really necessarily Yeah, you'll you'll change things to sort of fit your worldview. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's... And I mean, it's, it's not an easy question to answer, really. It's, it's... I... The, the difference between something being preordained and something being forced into existence because of an ex- uh, 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 an expectation or a belief in uh, the preordained nature of that thing are really hard to extract from one another. Yeah. The, the thing that I want to compare to, and it's because I'm a huge fan, is the uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan in mm-hmm. the books, the prophecy. Oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. It yep. could have pertained, like, the way that the prophecy is written, it could have pertained to Neville Longbottom as well, and the only reason that Harry's the chosen one is because Voldemort decided he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's obviously a theme gets, that gets explored fairly often in fiction as well, but, yeah, it, it's 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 really interesting and, and worth further examination as to how often this is, like, a, a thing that just spontaneously erupts and how much it is a, a consequence of... Uh, specific individuals forcing them into into being well yeah Um, and you get swept up in the fiction and it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy sort of you fall into all the familiar traps (laughs) well i mean the 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 kind of the archetype of there being a a hero is is pretty like it's broad enough that it's pretty easy to find someone who fits it the 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 archetype of the princess equally as broad a little bit harder to fill because she's supposed to be royal but then again uh, as we see in this case, it's not necessarily that yeah. hard to make that happen when it needs to happen, uh, even if you optional. don't have a very clear uh, line to that. So when, when as a culture, people buy into not only the power of, of, of objects and of symbols and of concepts the way that the, the Hylians did, but also buy into kind of the cyclical nature of history, the question of which, which version of events is a natural progression of things because mm-hmm. it's you know because it has to be that way and which version is uh forced by the players that are that are making the calls is it's almost impossible to tell hmm. um, but still very interesting to look at the the way that this this uh second story about the great sea shakes out can't exist really without the hero of time no it's a strange and rare case of you know history and are still somehow doomed to repeat <laughs> Yeah, because because your because the, your legitimacy of power is so firmly rooted in knowing that history right. that you can't solidify it without going through those same motions again. Yeah, you have to play that part even sometimes to your own detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting to see how many times uh, Hylian history comes back again and again and again to this idea of a, a very very small number of people playing a very very important part in the history of the entire realm there's thousands of people wrapped up in all of this stuff and you're telling me that three people are are all that matters that's 
I don't know. It's, it's a little far-fetched and it's, it's, it happens over time. History gets simplified that way. Sometimes people are looking for easier explanations of why things happen the way they do, but yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, diminishing. Yeah. And it, it might even be more complex than that, but you know, these narratives tend to boil themselves down to the simplest components, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, it's very possible that Link had a lot of support and even in the like original times, but mm-hmm. You know, that's not what makes the story compelling. The story that's compelling is you have one dude wearing green with the magic sword. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Seals yeah. the evil away for eternity. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You don't well, need to talk about his thousands of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all I have on uh, Highland History for today. Any other questions or, or comments before I we finish up? I think that's all I've got for today. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Hey guys, first off, uh, happy April Fools. I hope you figured out a very, very long time ago that this episode uh, is not about history. It's about the video game series The Legend of Zelda, which you might have heard of. It's been kind of a big deal lately. Uh, Specifically, we were talking about the games Ocarina of Time and The Wind Waker. We like to do a fictional topic um, through a historical lens for April Fool's Day here at HI101. And this will be, I guess, our third one. Uh, prior to this, we've done both Star Wars and Mass Effect. So if you enjoyed this, uh, please go back and listen to those. They're both excellent episodes. Since it's not a real topic, I won't be posting any corrections. But if I messed up some bit of lore and you're unhappy about it, uh, feel free to let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, we still do have a real topic for April. Miller and I did a full-length two-parter on astronomy, so that'll be coming up. I still have to finish editing it because I got sidetracked putting this one together in time, but part one of astronomy should be up in the next few days, so watch for it in the feed. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and stay suspicious on the internet today.